the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Unite IE Radio and normally I open them with a thrill-packed edition. And that doesn't really apply to, I think, this week's edition. And what we see happening in Washington, D.C. to a good and honorable man by the Democrat Party and the American left. This is Unite IE Radio, and I'm Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined by my co-host Don Dix, uh, also a radio host on this show and the Jen and Don Show. Great to be with you, Greg. You know, earlier this week I was angry, really angry, more so than I usually ever get with politics. Sort of beyond angry now, but the seriousness of what is happening here to this man by these unfounded charges, one after another, as part of a Democrat Party political operation to prevent him from being nominated to the Supreme Court so they can hold the seat open to hopefully get a liberal activist judge who will make things up as they go along and implement the Democrat Party agenda. And we'll talk about the allegations and why they're uncorroborated and should not be believed. But the seriousness of this, I think, can't be understated. That if Republicans let them get away with this, if the American people let them get away with this, because they put up somebody who can emote on television after probably dozens or hundreds of hours of practice with her attorneys, then no one is safe. There no person in public life, at least any Republican, is safe because these allegations can always be made 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uncorroborated, no witnesses. Allegations can be used to take you down. So it's both for individual, for justice purposes, important, but also for our cause, for the Republican cause, for the conservative cause, because these allegations are to be believed and made and accepted unquestionably only when the target is a Republican. If it's Ted Kennedy, yeah, you can kill a woman. And you can still be an honored member of the Democrat Party. If you're Keith Ellison, you can have a you can have a corroborated, made at the time allegations of serious physical abuse of his former girlfriend, and that is to be demeaned she's to be demeaned and ignored. And there's so many, Bill Clinton, there are so many other examples of this one-sided Democrat hypocrisy of believe the woman, but only when she accuses a Republican. Well, there's a certain amount of, and thank you for your opening monologue, Counselor. I always uh, appreciate your thoughtful uh, reflection, especially on areas that involve uh, something that is in your personal background, uh, the legal background. And I got to believe to a certain degree for someone with a law background, uh, if the accusations against Kavanaugh aren't political, then why did all of it, did all of his accusers go to politicians and political lawyers 
instead of law enforcement first, because this is a decidedly political event. These allegations and the lack of corroborating evidence would not stand up in any court anywhere, either in a criminal case or in a civil case. Well, and here's where we are in all of this. There is what we're seeing is a difference between what you've learned to practice, which is Western legal jurisprudence versus this new phenomenon called social justice. And they're two entirely different areas of of practice. One is practiced in a courtroom according to a certain set of laws. The other is practiced in public according to a brand new set of laws. Well, yeah, this is this is a public show trial. Well, well, absolutely. Um, so, so he, I, I don't think we've seen ever in the United States history where members of Congress have actually been involved in attacking our justice system as they now are. They've never mocked the idea of due process. They've never or, or, or called for the collective punishment of American citizens, because what we're seeing here is if you're white you're, and you're male, you're automatically guilty of something. You're, Absolutely. you're born with the guilt. Or declared that the burden of proof is on the accused rather than the accuser. That's what was set up here. And now, as we await, we're recording this show Thursday, but prior to Brett Kavanaugh's response to Dr. Ford's time testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And as we sit here, the job, according to the way that it's being structured, in this new form of legal jurisprudence, we're waiting for Judge Kavanaugh to make his to to it, it, what would you what would you call it? He's got to testify. He's going to testify. He'll deny it. The Democrats will speechify and try to attack him and try while well, you were, you were drinking da 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 and see what else they can drag you know in terms of uh, his teenage behavior um, and. Uh, I think he will, because a denial, a, a denial, nothing like this happened. I was not at any such party. You can't, I mean. That's, but what's the legal word for, for uh, you know, for it making, rendering yourself innocent? You're, 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 he's, he has a job to do. He has to. Well, he has a political job to do. A legal job to do. I mean, this this would be enough for the the case. If this was a criminal case, it wouldn't. I mean, yes, no. I mean, we, this 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 would we don't be. Have, a, we don't have a location. We don't have a time. We don't have a date. This would be a dismissal at the end of the prosecution's right. case. And, and and so the point is, though, he he is now in the unenviable position of having to. He has to not only deny it. He has to perform and emote his 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 denial well enough because it it is a political show trial. Yeah. Now, if to the extent extent that we were ever interested in what the facts are, what the truth is, and of course this is politics and this is a Democrat political operation, so we're not, but if we, assuming some people were, when you bring out allegations of 20, 30, 40 years ago, which you never made before, that's already one strike against you and, and a reason to question your allegations. Two, when you bring them forth only at the last minute in the context of a political campaign or a political operation, that is a further reason to doubt the old allegations. Three, when there is 
no corroboration at the time. So this, she testified this was a traumatic event for her that has affected her life ever since. But she told no one about it for 30 years. Not a parent, not a friend, not a sibling, not a, not a counselor, not a, not, a, not, a, not a psychologist. Four, when you, when you say, if you went timely to the police, one of the early questions the police would have asked her, were there any witnesses? And she says, yes, in addition to Kavanaugh, these other three people were there. And the police go to the other three people and say, didn't happen. There was no such party. Well, that's what we that's what we heard in that in the uh, testimony in the section of of Thursday where Dr. Ford was testified. There were there were she said there were other people in the room and all of them or in the house and all of them has said this didn't happen. This, there, there's no way. And, and, and my, 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 my entire point here is, is it's not just Brad Kavanaugh that's under assault here. They have now declared that they no longer believe in our Western system of justice. And there is no precedent for, for that or for what's happening here. This is why it always comes back to this for us. We talk about how this is the, sh- the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. There is so much at stake in this election. There's so much hanging in the balance for, you know, the whole Kavanaugh matter, uh, the Supreme Court justice, because there's no time before the midterms for them to nominate somebody, go through hearings. That ship has sailed. This is it. It is what what has to happen now is every single Republican has to get out and vote because we that is the only way to redeem this matter is this has to be used as the motivation, as the reason. You've got Prop 6 on the ballot. We've got great candidates on the ballot. We've got lots of reasons to get out and vote. Uh, We've got the threat of a governor, possibly, that has destroyed San Francisco. Gavin Newsom or Cox. So there is a a, a litany of reasons. It's got to be, it boils down to this. What are you doing on November 6th? You have got to get out and vote. You've got to get out and vote for your local candidates. You've got to get out and vote for these propositions. You've got to get out and vote to make sure that Republicans at the top of the ticket get put into, into office here in California. The Democrat Party has, has shown what front and center its lack of morals, lack of any moral scruples, and that it will do anything to achieve for power and to achieve its political ends. And if you want those people in power, stay home. I have if an analogy anything, for... Go ahead. No, I have an analogy. I'll share it after the break. We've got to take a real quick break in honor of our sponsors for the Unite IE Radio Show. We will be back with more, uh, a few important clips from the Kavanaugh hearing that we want to use as a motivator for you guys to make sure that you round up people all across your communities and get out and vote. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your direct mortgage lender. If you're considering a new home purchase or the refinance of a current home, and you know everything about every financial option, your income is plain vanilla, straight salary, and you have perfect credit, then perhaps dealing with one of those online lenders you see on TV makes sense. However, if you don't consider yourself a financial expert and you want someone you can trust to listen to what you're looking for and suggest the best option for you, then call us at Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. 
Whether you're a millennial buying your first house, a baby boomer wondering how to get out of debt before retirement, or a retiree who needs a plan to help you live more comfortably, we can find products and strategies that fit your scenario. In the age of rising interest rates, increasing home values, and mortgage products that are changing daily, you might want to talk to the experts that can help navigate through some options to figure out the best plan for you. Call Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. So what we were talking about, of course, is we're using this this. Brett Kavanaugh circus, uh, unfortunately, on the back of what uh, Dr. Ford may have legitimately experienced, and I don't doubt her experience. Oh, I do. What I doubt is, well, I'm going to give her the benefit. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. You can argue otherwise, but wait. Um, But what I am going to say is, is that you basically got two people. You got a he said, she said situation. But more importantly, at the 10,000 foot level, what's going on right now? And it was exemplified, I think, in this hearing by a very important way that the hearing was structured with Republicans not asking her questions, but having an independent uh, attorney, essentially a prosecutor of of legal case. Or she was a defense attorney, right? She was a prosecutor. She heads up the sex crimes unit. So she prosecutes sex crimes. Okay, so she's somebody who ostensibly knows the ins and the outs of how sex crimes occur so that she can prosecute them. So what Republicans still don't get is that the rules of the game have changed. They are still trying to play by the collegial rules of political debate. And they believe that they could stand in the middle of the field of debate and argue their positions for their policies and their beliefs and that they will get the same courtesy in return from the left. That there will be a debate. At the end of the day, after the debate is over, everybody goes their separate ways, or at least could even go and break bread together and be uh, cordial and civil. They think they can stand in the middle of the field of the debate as statesmen. What they don't realize is the Democrats have abandoned the field of collegial debate and are sitting now hidden in the woods with cannon, mortar, and any any other armament you want to use in the analogy, and are turning Republicans into cannon fodder, turning conservatives into cannon fodder. And Republicans still think that they can stand in the middle of this field and win, and they can't. They can no longer, the rules of the game have changed, and we've seen this with This Kavanaugh matter. The Democrats handled this lady's letter from a political perspective. Should have been turned over to the FBI. If they wanted an FBI investigation, should have been turned over. It should have been turned over and had that investigation done concurrent with the entire hearing process that Kavanaugh was put through. When did they bring this out? When did everybody else jump on it? After the entire process was over. 
The rules of the game have changed. The Democrats are playing by new rules. Well, Democrats have always been more politically ruthless and cunning and deceitful and underhanded than Republicans. Democrats, whatever you say about them, they they are dedicated warriors for their cause. They never give up. They never surrender, even if they lose an election. They keep going and pushing for their cause of further, of more government and ultimately socialism. And Republicans do not have the ability to voice their positions, their beliefs, based on founding principles and constitution, in the Constitution of the United States, limited government, uh, responsible government. Um, you know, this is why we're at a place where we have Proposition 6 on the ballot. We're trying to repeal the gas tax. Gas tax was shoved onto the uh, people of California, and now the people of California are pushing back. Are the people listening? That you can go to your bo- your polling place on November six, or if you're an absentee voter, and you can vote to repeal a tax. That will that will save the average family of four seven hundred and seventy nine dollars per year. And that's if you believe, and 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 if you happen to believe that fixing the roads are going to save you $700 a year, because that was the rationale for passing the gas tax in the, in the first place. They were saying that everybody has these $700 of mythical car repair bills because of the conditions of the road. Well, to me, that is a, that is a direct testimony to the fact that the money that we've been paying in gas taxes has been misused. But let's, let's get back to summing up on the Kavanaugh thing. We've got a little bit of audio from... Yeah. Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, and who is terrible on immigration issues, but he's been very good on the, on this issue and on the deep state. So let's hear from uh, Senator Graham after after Doctor Ford was done with that piece of the hearing, and before Brett Ka- Judge Kavanaugh had had the opportunity to do his testimony. I'm really upset that they knew about this in August and never told anybody. Uh, I'm really upset that Dianne Feinstein believed this was a credible allegation that you wouldn't do, uh, Mr. Judge Kavanaugh, the service of saying, I've got this. What's your side of the story? Turn it over to the committee so we could have something not this close to the midterms. When they say that she wasn't sure we were willing to go out there, that's a bunch of bull. I don't know what they told Ms. Ford, but we were willing to go to California. We were told she couldn't fly. All I can say is that we're 47 days away from the election, and their goal, not Ms. Ford's goal, is to lay this past the midterms so they can win the Senate and never allow Trump to fill the seat. I believe that now more than ever. I don't know who paid for a polygraph, but somebody did, and here's what I'm, I'm more convinced of. The friends on the other side set it up to be just the way it is. I feel ambushed as the majority. We're going to hear from Mr. Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, and I've been a judge, a prosecutor, and a defense attorney, and here's what I'll tell you. When it comes to where it happened, I still don't know. I don't know when it happened. She said she's 100% certain it did happen. I bet you Judge Kavanaugh will say I'm 100% sure I didn't do it. The people named say they don't know what Ms. Ford's talking about. She can't tell us how she got home and how she got there. And that's the facts I'm left with. A nice lady who has come forward to tell a hard story that's uncorroborated. And this is enough. 
God help anybody else that gets nominated. Based on what I heard today, you could not get a search warrant or an arrest warrant because you don't know the location, you don't know the time, and you don't have any corroboration. As to uh, Ms. Mitchell, that's what I hope she would do. I heard a bunch of speeches from a bunch of politicians who have politicized this from day one, who have been lying in wait for a political purpose, not Ms. Ford, but certainly them, making a bunch of speeches, and Ms. Mitchell methodically went through the facts of what happened that day, leading up to that day, and how we find ourselves here. So from my point of view, I'm pleased with what I saw. Interesting word. I felt ambushed. And that's exactly my point. Republicans are still trying to be statesmen. The Democrats are lying in wait on the sidelines, ambushing Republicans who are standing out there in the, you know, like British soldiers used to do, marching down the field in formation, being easy targets for the left. This this was always plan B. It's a weak case, a very weak allegation with no corroborating support. The Democrats hope to be able to defeat Kavanaugh on other grounds so they don't have to go back to this old sexual misconduct allegations the way they did with Senator, uh, Senatorial Candidate Roy Moore in Alabama, where they tried to do with Donald Trump. So you don't want to do that too often, and it's a weak case, very weak case. But when that failed, when it was apparent that he was going to be confirmed, they went to Plan B. And while, uh, while the Ford's letter said she wanted to remain anonymous, she hired counsel in August. She underwent this supposed polygraph test by someone selected by her Democrat activist lawyer in August. And didn't have to pay for it. And in her hearing said, I don't know who paid for it. But did you notice who was sitting to her right, our left, as we looked at the TV? This was the attorney recommended by Dianne Feinstein. This was the attorney who has been pictured in pictures with Hillary Clinton. This is a Democrat activist attorney who has appeared in any number of videos. So it, it, it's clear who she's been coached by. Right. Well, let's, just, let's also remember is this, she testified, this incident was seared into her mind. Yet, we don't know where, when, and so on. But who took her home? Someone had to drive her home. Who was that? Right. She could name other people at the party who now deny there was ever a party. But who took her home? How did she get there? You would think an incident that is seared into your mind, you'd remember those things as well. And you would have told somebody before 30 years after the event of what happened. So you say, I mean, I understand the politics that, that, that you don't want to appear being mean to the woman, that you're not insensitive to women's concerns because women are abused by men, usually Democrat men, by the way. So you don't want to be seem insensitive to that. But on all of the evidence that we have before, the timing of the allegation, the lack of, it, of corroboration, that uh, I don't, I don't, maybe something happened to her, something like this in her past, I don't know. But she, in my opinion, I'm looking at all the evidence, I believe she is lying. Well, you know, I, I, I completely, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. And the problem is we don't have enough facts. All I can tell you is, is that we have cases where, like the Duke lacrosse team, the UVA, UVA rape. the UVA rape case, where the left said, well, you know what? It doesn't matter whether the facts of this case stand or not. It happens. Therefore, it's legitimate. Yep. Truth is not a value of the left. 
as Dennis Prager says. We'll be back with our final thoughts on this and other things as we continue on the Unite IE Radio Show. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. License by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Following quote of somebody that I would very seldom quote, the victor will never be asked if he told the truth. That is from Adolf Hitler. And while the Democrat Party is not a genocidal killing millions of people, they have the same attitude towards telling the truth. Exemplified by Harry Reid when he was questioned about his accusation of uh, Mitt Romney's taxes. When he in a follow up interview, he was said, do you feel bad about, you know, telling saying what you did on the Senate floor about his taxes? And he just looked at the interviewer and said he didn't win the election, did he? Yep. There you go. Stay tuned. We have a great interview coming up with Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch and his new book, uh, Jihad, the History of Jihad from from Muhammad to ISIS. And mark your calendars on October the 10th. The AM590 Candidate Forum is coming to the Inland Empire, October the 10th. We'll be back after this message. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office. Everyone who's listening to this show, if you're a citizen of the United States, the Republic was set up so that you would take an active role in ensuring that freedom, which President Reagan said is never more than a generation away from being lost, is ensured for future generations. And a guest that we have had on the show a number of times that we can't seem to have on enough because of the importance of his work is Robert Spencer, who has a brand new book out called The History of Jihad, From Mohammed to ISIS. He has... Uh, dozens and dozens of books out. He's a guy that barely needs a rec, uh, an introduction for most of our listeners. But I will say this, Robert, it was the study of the political of the threat of political and radical Islam that was my gateway drug into politics. And it is just amazing to me that in this day and age, we continue to have to inform the American public at large at that threat. Welcome to the show, and welcome as one of those individuals that sounds that continuing alarm. And it is getting more difficult, and we'll talk about why for people like you to sound that alarm, but welcome to the show. Thanks. It's always great to be here. Always good stuff to you. People don't... Uh, if there's a terrorist attack in the United States, and there is intermittently, it gets a lot of attention. 
Occasionally, there's a real, something really big happens. Uh, the, ter- the Islamic terrorist drives his vehicle and mows down people in London, or they take over a theater in Paris and kill a bunch of people, and then it makes, makes the news here. But th- your website, jihadwatch.org, tracks this stuff is going on around the world multiple times every day from Nigeria through Africa through Europe, just random knife attacks on the Australia, streets of Europe. Australia. Yes. And people here have no idea the scope of this, um, what I call the retail jihad, what's, what's happening out on the streets. Well, you know, the Islamic State, or ISIS, has uh, called repeatedly on Muslims in the United States and in Western Europe to mount lone wolf jihad attacks targeting police and innocent civilians. And there have been many such attacks. And one thing we can be sure of is that there are going to be many, many more. Well, there will be, and there was just an indictment on your website, Jihad Watch, and it's a website that I highly recommend that people go to, www.jihadwatch.org. Uh, you document recently the uh, an individual who stabbed a sleeping man in the neck while screaming Alua Akbar in Australia, didn't even bother fighting the charge. It was so obvious, pled guilty. Tell us a little bit about that terror attack. Yeah, that was a, it's an especially egregious case. This is a woman from Bangladesh named Momena Shoma, and she came to Australia on a student visa and got a room in the home of a Hindu man from India named Roger Singaravelu. And Roger Singaravelu is sleeping next to his five-year-old daughter on the porch of his house one lazy afternoon. And Momena Shoma came out and is screaming Allahu Akbar and stabs him in the neck in accord with the Quran's directive, when you meet the unbelievers, strike the neck. And she says that she did it in accord with this Islamic State call for Muslims to attack innocent civilians and that she felt as if she had an obligation to do so. And it's clear that what she means is that she had a religious obligation to do so, that she thought that this was how she could serve Allah. It, it, we see that, but we see this oh, is rampant denial oh, all the way oh, across. Man. Is that has nothing to do with Islam? There's the, among the elites of the Western countries, Europe, here, Australia, is that a total refusal to look at what Islam is, what it says, what it preaches, what it calls upon its followers to do, is just it just radical. And you've studied this; it just is radically different than any other religion. Yes. It's the only religion that has a developed doctrine, theology, and legal system that mandates warfare against unbelievers. As I show in the book also, it's carried out that war, that there, everywhere in history that it has been, everywhere that Muslims have been, there have been jihadis for 1,400 years who have waged war against non-Muslims. This is not something that it was done by a tiny minority of extremists while it was rejected by the vast majority of peaceful Muslims. This was something that was done right from the beginning all the way through history. And you'd make a point of that through history, because today we are led to believe that, I mean, by certain people. uh, It's interesting. We interviewed recently someone who is a highly regarded law enforcement professional who in in the conversation we were talking about what happened in New York said that uh, it is the it is an insane element within the greater Islamic community that perpetrates these crimes. These guys are are uh, that we characterize as radical. Um, 
And there's this notion among a lot of people that leaders in this country that these individuals are taking the, uh, the the teachings of Islam out of context. Thank God that the 90 or 95 percent of of uh, practicing Muslims around the world don't. But you track this through history. This is not a modern phenomenon. This has happened through history. Exactly. This is what I'm, I'm hoping that this book is going to change the public discussion about these issues uh, because people don't realize. I think that most people, even uh, people who are aware of what's in the Quran and the fact that the jihad terrorists can justify what they do by pointing to the Quran and Muhammad, I want to show that uh, what they think is not a, not a, is, is a historical myth. Most people think that there were mostly periods of peace and coexistence punctuated perhaps by a few terror attacks here and there. But actually, it was the mainstream Islamic entities, the great Islamic empires of the past, the, uh, the great caliphates, that waged jihad on a constant basis against non-Muslims from Spain all across North Africa to the Middle East to Persia to India, and then when the New World was discovered over here as well. And so uh, this is uh, a uh, recurring and constant aspect of Islamic history. We should above all realize that there's no uh, change. There's no reformation. There's not been any rejection of the doctrines that gave rise to this. And so we shouldn't think that we're going to be any different here in the United States. We're going to end up facing the same jihad that the world has faced for 1400 years let me ask you a question about how we compare and contrast what's going on uh in this history within islam to the history of other empires throughout time uh let's take the roman empire that that had its own version of conquest uh let's take the british empire even that many people regard as having a a doctrine of uh colonization Today, in today's history, taught by today's history teachers, they would call that a doctrine of conquest, if you will. In fact, America is demonized for its economic conquest of third world countries. Today, in our history uh, classes in universities all across this country, students today are learning uh, a version of history that's taught with an angle that even America it has its own demons in this regard. Compare and contrast the two for us. Well, the thing is that uh, there's no place that has a monopoly on on evil. No group is the evil group, and every other group is not evil. Uh, there have been people who've done evil things throughout history, and conquest from uh, by one entity over another is a constant of history. However, there is no other religion and no other, uh, no other entity at all, really, that has a doctrine of conquest. That, in other words, that conquest is an essential part of what it is. Mm-hmm. The Roman Empire never had that. The Roman Empire expanded for many centuries and fought offensive wars against those that were uh, around it, but then it stopped and uh, came to a point where the expansion itself was considered to have gone as far as it could go, and that the empire simply could not reliably govern a larger territory. And it's the same thing in the other places that you mentioned. The United States, of course, 
there is this terrible rewriting of history, but this is a nation that has been as unimperialistic as any major power has ever been in history in terms of uh, uh, not pursuing conquest when it could have and rebuilding the uh, enemies that it faced in wars. Uh, it's spending millions of dollars to rebuild Germany and Japan after World War II. This is this, that's, that kind of magnanimity and generosity is unprecedented in history. But our uh, uh, college students, they don't know any of this. They they get this vision of America that is completely demonized, as you say, with an eye toward making us making our young people not want to not value who they are, not value their own heritage, and certainly not be willing to defend it. And that's the point, that they wanted to, when it comes down to it, and the United States is under very serious threat, they want to have these people saying, well, I'm not going to fight to defend the United States. I don't argue it. I don't love it. And uh, they've largely succeeded with a generation of our young people now. Let's pause here and have a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Robert Spencer after this message. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. The holy book, Quran of the Religion of Peace, teaches us, When thy Lord was revealing to the angels, I am with you, so confirm, believers, I shall cast into the unbeliever's heart's terror, so smite above the necks and smite every finger of them. Verse 8.12 and That's we have an expert who is who is really a kind of a self-studied expert, as I understand. You've been researching and reading about and learning about Islam, its history, its holy books, the Quran, the Hadith, since really the 1980s. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is something that comes out of my family history. My uh, grandparents were actually exiled from the Ottoman Empire for declining the gracious invitation to convert to Islam. And really? I heard about this. Yeah, and and I heard about this when I was a kid, and they told me how they were telling me how wonderful it was over there when they were growing up. And I said, "Well, why did you leave then? We were exiled. Why were you exiled?" And then they clammed up, and that made me curious. <sighs> really, they wouldn't say. Anyway. Yeah, I think maybe uh, they didn't want to get into all the ugliness of it. You know. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they made it out, made it out alive. Uh, Robert has Indeed. written a whole series of books on the subject, the, the most recent of which is The History of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS. Historical education generally is so bad here in the United States. And to the extent there is any history of Islam, it begins with those nasty Christians attacking those peaceful Muslims in the, in the Crusades. And then again, That is a very common... Oh, sorry. That's yes. okay. But but you lay this whole history of Islam out, and that was hardly the start of 
of Muslim aggression, even recently, even recently, or the Crusades, it goes back to the 600s. Well, the Crusades were actually a response. They were a uh, late and small-scale response to 1,400 years, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 450 years up to that point of jihad terror activity that had conquered more than half of the Christian world. And uh, there was never any attempt to regain any of that lost territory until the Crusades, which were uh, only only embarked upon in order to protect Christian pilgrims in the Holy Land and to try to stave off the conquest of the Byzantine Empire, the Christian Empire of the uh, of Eastern Europe, and this uh, these kinds of things though are largely unknown. Even Bill Clinton, not long after 9/11, attributed all the troubles between the West and the Islamic world to the Crusades. And I would expect that most American college students have this idea that the Crusades were this group, uh, uh, gratuitous and unprovoked attack on the peaceful Muslim world by rapacious colonialistic Christians. None of that is true, but uh, not much of what's taught in colleges these days is true. Interesting. As George Orwell said, uh, he who controls the past controls the future, and he who controls the present controls the past. There you go. This is what we're in now. For all of your... efforts to rewrite history and to do so in service of contemporary political agendas. There's a uh, scholar, a uh, professor at American University in Washington, Akbar Ahmed, a uh, Muslim professor, but very well-respected, influential guy, and he's written a book called Journey into Europe, which uh, he actually argues that what the uh, uh, what is needed in Europe today is a new... Andalus, the uh, Islamic Spain, that is, Islamic rule in Spain, he claims, was tolerant and peaceful. I show in my book, The History of Jihad, that it was anything but, uh, and it was not tolerant or peaceful, but what Akbar Ahmed is trying to do is to get people to accept the mass Muslim migrant influx into Europe, and that's why he's rewriting history. I wrote my book to try to uh, correct the record and to put some real history out there. There was a recent incident in Chemnitz, Germany, and both the actual incident and the reaction to it illustrates in that one, in that one example the larger pattern of what's going on with the mass Muslim immigration into Europe. Why don't you tell us what happened there? Yeah, what happened was, in the first place, there was the stabbing of a young man named Daniel Hillig by two uh, Muslim migrants from Iraq. And, of course, they don't give their names. They only give their first names, Allah and Yusuf. But uh, these guys were, were habitual criminals. They have come to Europe not as grateful refugees, but they have already, in the short time they've been there, amassed uh, convictions for fraud, drug dealing, and uh, serious bodily harm that was supposed to have gotten the, one of these two guys a uh, not only a uh, prison sentence, but deportation. But the prison sentence was uh, suspended, and the deportation was canceled. Now, that's just appalling, but uh, now it, then it was made even worse by their murder of this young man. And what happened after that in Chemnitz was that there were mass demonstrations. Ordinary people were uh, taking to the streets, and saying that they were fed up with this, they were tired of the authorities bending over backwards to accommodate these Muslim migrants and not doing anything to protect their own people, and bending the law or ignoring 
the uh, the actual violations of the law that uh, the migrants were committing. And, of course, even worse is the fact that these demonstrators were not honored uh, by the government, were not accommodated, were not given satisfaction, were only just excoriated as neo-Nazis. And that's what they were even reported as being in the mainstream press. Uh, there was actually one man who was widely photographed. The photo went all over the world making the Hitler salute in the middle of one of the demonstrations. And this was taken as proof. See, these people are all neo-Nazis. Then it turned out later, and the German media even admitted it, that this guy was not even among the demonstrators. He was a leftist from Antifa, the supposedly anti-fascist fascist group. And they have said that what they do is to go into the uh, these demonstrations and make the Hitler salutes to draw the press and make people think that these are a bunch of Nazis. And uh, this is exactly what happened. This is, this is what they did, and it worked. Much like you have the press that zeroes in on the one guy among conservative ranks who's carrying the rebel flag and tries to characterize everybody in the group as a member of the still-at-war Southern Confederates, if you will. Um, Robert, there is this movement among our our, uh, social media giants here in this country to sort of try to clean up their act. They allowed the Russians in and they allowed the Russians to take over their platforms during the 2016 election uh, to kind of curb what they're calling fake news and bad news. And that's uh, expanded quite significantly, uh, most notably InfoWars is an organization that has been shut down on a variety of different platforms, and their ability to process payments even has been curtailed by MasterCharge and some of the other payment agencies. You are getting caught up in this mass hysteria over fake news uh, and the clampdown of conservative organizations by what we now know is a cabal of liberal organizations, Google, Facebook, Twitter. They've made no secret about it. Uh, And you've gotten caught up in a little bit of that. Tell us about that. Yeah, what happened is uh, I was I started I came into the possession of an old TV studio and I thought I'd fix it up and make videos from it. And so I started to GoFundMe and then uh, GoFundMe. I'm sorry, Patreon. The Patreon dropped me and said that uh, they were doing so at the behest of MasterCard, which told Breitbart News that I was I had illegal content on my website, which I thought, well, that's interesting. There's nothing illegal on my website in terms of American law, but there certainly is in terms of Islamic law, uh, blasphemy and so on, criticism of Islam. And so uh, I thought, well, that's that's kind of interesting. Is, are, is, go, is, is MasterCard now enforcing Islamic law? Well, they have not responded to lawyers' inquiries so far. And I'm going to keep at that, but I was then subsequently also banned by GoFundMe. And uh, MasterCard and Discover Card have both said they won't do business with me, which is a very, very ominous thing, even if you don't like what I do. And when the credit card companies start saying that they're going to withhold business on the basis of political opinion, well, they could turn and not like your political opinions either. Uh, and it, it could end up being very bad for everyone. So... Uh, I, uh, I think it's a very ominous thing, and I'm going to keep fighting it. I would differ from my uh, from Don on, on this point. It's not hysteria. This is conscious, intentional 
censorship by the Democrat Party and its leftist allies who have outsourced, because we have a First Amendment here, unlike in Europe, they have outsourced their censorship to liberal big businesses, MasterCard, other, other credit card companies, big damn tech companies. So this is, this is intentional, it is evil, it is insidious because freedom of speech is essential to a free society. Benjamin Franklin said, he who would once overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And that's what we see here. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is a larger scale attempt. I'm just part of it, of course, to completely shut down Alex Jones. He's banned from everywhere. And uh, I don't know what he's doing about it. I hope he's fighting in some way or working on fighting it. Uh, meanwhile, there are uh, many others. Gavin McGinnis was banned from Twitter. Tommy Robinson, Milo. Uh, Dennis Prager was banned from Facebook, although I think that they reversed that, said it was a mistake. It obviously wasn't a mistake. It was just probably testing of how far they could get away with. And uh, Prager being a little bit more mainstream they were he was able to get back uh in any case uh what they're trying to do is shut down everyone who is affected in being a dissenting a voice that dissents from the leftist agenda and the leftist narrative in the run-up to the midterms they want to make sure that they don't lose like they lost in 2016 2016 they were completely wrong-footed and they think that it's because of the uh, opposition being able to speak on social media, even though the left had total control of the media, total control of the entertainment industry, total control of everything. They didn't have total control of the Internet. And so they were able to, uh, they, they, they lost, and they're going to make sure they don't lose again. I, want, I hope you get your $3,299 back from GoFundMe, who promised to pay you. But then at the last minute, canceled that withdrawal, and uh, we hope you get your voice back and your your financial resource. Get his book. That's a way we can put money back in Robert's uh, pocket. It is the history of jihad from Mohammed to ISIS. Our guest has been Robert Spencer. This has been the Unite IE Radio Show. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.